One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw and SmackDown, but also NXT, AW Dynamite, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week completes. With a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight. And I want to get something off my chest before we start and dive into this week's show, Hamlet, because it's an issue we've run into over the past couple of weeks. And it's maddening. I don't want to do the whole, oh, AEW does this, so WWE should do this. But it is baffling that the biggest show WWE puts on Barely advertises anything. Last week, I think they advertised a contract signing. No word on like, you know, obviously you don't necessarily want to spoil Sasha Banks' return or whatever it may be, but no even allusions to that. No word of Cena even popping up on the show. And then this week, they've said, oh, you know, and we'll talk about what's next for Sasha Banks and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Cena and Roman Reigns, et cetera, et cetera. But it is mad. Yeah, and, and, and granted, you know, it's been a, big few weeks for AEW, but even for weeks that aren't a fighter fest or a road rager or a homecoming, they have a preview or something announced with, I mean, three or four matches, segments, things you can look forward to. It's insane that the same thing doesn't happen for WWE's biggest show. Yeah, it is quite remarkable that the programme that every week asks if you're ready for a good time constantly gets the answer... No, in response, because you haven't helped me get ready. You've had seven days and a billion dollars to help me get ready. And not once are you doing it. Um, As you say, it's not as if there's nothing to talk about. I'll say, I'll balance this if I can, by saying that because SmackDown is obviously the favoured show of WWE, and I think the favoured show of ardent WWE fans as well, there tends to be one or two events or characters that you can pick up on their stories relatively easily week to week. So you can say, oh, well, this is what they did last week. There's a good chance they're going to follow it up somehow this week. How might they follow it up? But it shouldn't be on us, the fans, to do all of that. Hmm. It's a really strange thing about WWE morphing from being a wrestling promotion to not a wrestling promotion. <laughs> like they've been some man has tried to tell us they've not been the first bit for the better part of like 30 years not been wrestling, but they're not a promotion either. To be a promotion, you are required to promote things. <laughs> and they have abandoned that. It is now a case of, well, there's almost like a gun to your head thing. We well, better tune in because it's SmackDown. Mm. You can't miss SmackDown. You can't miss WWE's premier brand in sports entertainment. Why? Because then you miss SmackDown. <laughs> right. They're not like 
They're not selling you on something. And I just, I don't know, it's it's arrogant. And if you want to look deeper, it probably speaks to um, the company's indifference, I think, to mm-hmm. consumer investment in their product, the percentage. Remember years ago when we were doing these podcasts and we were saying, dark days are ahead in 2019 when consumer spending on WB will be less than 50% than other um, incomes for the first time. Like, 50% feels like still getting to go to Disney World or something compared to now. We're down to about, I think, 39 was the last figure I saw. It could be 20 within the next few years because of the sheer lopsidedness of television rights fees versus everything else, tickets, T-shirts, posters, pay-per-view buys that are non-existent, basically, apart from those 10 people that still don't know the network exists. <laughs> it's just like consumer spending has never felt lower compared to where they're getting their money from. So do Fox executives really want to know the six matches lined up for SmackDown? Or do they just want to see a very brief clip of Edge's entrance on the first night back and be like, yeah, we're good with that. We'll re-up for four more years. It's just, it's like, what I'm trying to do here is say, well, yes, it's really bad, but look at the product we're analysing to perhaps see why. Mm. Gives a bit of both, WWE. Like, Throw us a couple of bones, like give us two or three matches that allow us to visualize a structure for what we're going to commit two hours of our life to. It's just at the time of recording, right? The only thing I can find <laughs> on social media or anything, I was looking on their Twitter and they're like, oh, when well, Goldberg signed a, signed a contract to face Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam. Sorry, what's happening on SmackDown this week, guys? <laughs> all they've been, all they seem to have previewed is mm. Sasha Banks came back last week and John Cena came in and uh, signed the contract for SummerSlam. Well, yeah, I watched like, last week's show. I want to know what happens next. Like angle advancement just sometimes doesn't exist in like the simplest of ways. Like I saw yesterday. So we've had, let's just reset a little bit. Pay-per-view. Mysterio, uh, kickoff. Mysterio's leaves to Usos, leaves belts through foot on arse cheating. <laughs> uh, following week, singles variant, Mysterio's lose to foot on arse cheating. Next week, different singles variant, Mysterio's win due to foot on arse cheating. It's not the most sophisticated storytelling, but they're laying out the beats for the SummerSlam rematch. Usos win the belts on the kickoff. Usos retain them at SummerSlam. Dominic Mysterio slams his dad on yeah. a ramp with an electric chair. The basics, the basics, well, one, you know, we've gone over this. Mm-hmm. But so they've developed, they've used uh, a kickoff and two weeks of television to get the story told. And then not even, they don't even think to preview tonight. Um, the Usos address what happened last week with the Mysterios. The Usos have a, a huge announcement for what they want to do to settle this with the Mysterios. No, no, no. Of course not. Twitter yesterday. It's official and a match graphic. <laughs> like it's, there it is. All right, cool. Like the, it's just I I am critical of AEW. I'll invoke them now because you did too, and we might as well both like come under fire for this. I am critical of AEW for what they feature exclusively on dark and dark elevation because there's only so much time in the week, and I want Dynamite to be the flagship and to keep me up to date on everything I need to know. Mm. I guess Rampage coming up soon too. At least Dark and Dark Elevation are YouTube wrestling shows with wrestling matches and wrestling stories and rankings and things like that. That's not a, a picture on social media. What, <laughs> if, what if, for the good of my mental health, 
I was taking a Twitter break and like WWE like, no, 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 do not fix your head. Get on our official account. Otherwise you won't know the card. It's like, well, can I not just watch SmackDown? Fox paid a billion dollars for it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get on Twitter. Fry your brain. Pull the one arm bandit. Like, I just, I'm sitting here, I'll, I'll use this transition into looking forward to tonight's show because I'm sitting here going, surely the, the bare minimum you do is last week, Seth Rollins kicked the crap out of Edge, smashed his head in with a camera and said, you'll never be champion because I can never be champion. Well, Edge is clearly going to respond tonight, isn't he? (laughs) So just say, well, what will Edge have to say after getting his head caved in by Seth Rollins? I mean, what do you think Edge will have to say having his head caved in by Seth (laughs) Rollins? But also, why haven't they previewed that at all? I know, like, well, because, do you know why? I think I know why. It's because they know at this point that everybody's only going to tune into What Culture, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, um, and they themselves are going to do the same. If they listen to this, we get this out nice and early on a Friday morning. By Friday night, WWE.com will have a swish preview because they'll listen to this first. Mm. So we're here for them as much as we are our listeners. Um, Last week was great. I really appreciated, uh, we mentioned this on the review, I thought it was pretty cool of Seth Rollins to have done his homework to show himself as the new ultimate opportunist. I didn't Mm. think the camera was an accident because you may remember Edge once dressing up as a cameraman to assault The Undertaker. Quite a famous case of him being an opportunist bastard, basically. All that was there to exist was for Edge tonight to have a bit of a, a reckoning with himself, not to bring me a Yemen as an accomplice, but to realise <laughs> that it is time to be the edge of old. No more, um, I need this, I want this, when the, when he's glad to be back in front of fans, he's happy to be here. He's a baby face, and that's okay, he can be a baby face, but he's got to find the rated R superstar, hasn't he? That's what we're going to get. Um, he's got to sort of find the violence from within, and what is good about that is... I would much rather see whatever this version of the rated R superstar is versus the rated PG one that happened before WrestleMania because he was just angry and dull. Like that was <laughs> that was their attempt to do it, but it was all very growly and spear and hands through the hair and all that. Let's let Edge get a little bit a little bit devious and a little bit nasty. What was it two weeks ago? He was wiping his ass with his suit. It's like, come on, Matt. Like Seth's attack should make you level up. Start getting mean. Mm. Um, you know, they're both famous for having a Money in the Bank briefcase. Find a case backstage and try and concerto Seth's head, uh, uh, head on it, you know? Mm. Just be cruel, devious, and try and outwit this guy who believes he's better than you can ever be. Like, call him Grandpa a couple of weeks ago. He's got to push back that age thing. You know, I've got this guy online, um, rat somebody. He's always going for me age. you got to push that back, you know? Um I look forward to Edge doing that tonight and just adding a night. I like this angle. I do. Yeah. And I think the match, I think there's no reason, like it might not deliver on the night, but there's no reason not to get excited about the potential of it delivering. It's Edge versus Seth Rollins. So I, I don't think they're like, I don't think they've flubbed much of this. Um, just keep Edge cool because Seth isn't. Seth isn't cool. He's a he's a baddie and he's an arsehole. So make your baby face cool and interesting and somebody you like you want to jump on the shoulders of and ride all the way to SummerSlam. Are they going to step up this match, do you reckon? Or is that maybe something for, I don't know, the inevitable five rematches they're going to have? Yeah, I kind of, I lose faith in the point of a stipulation for the, the first match now because I'm so desensitised to WWE's like formula booking. Um, I don't I don't think it needs it when we all know full well a September pay-per-view probably will. I know that's a bit of a boring, pragmatic response, but like what, what we already have is probably enough. 
and ooh, might they if there was to be a weapon involved on the night might that mean that we're going to DQ and that's why they have to do a rematch um you know probably not probably not is the answer and the thing is ranting about this show I really, really enjoy watching this show. I get it. You tune in, you go, oh, that was great. That was a great two hours. But it just annoys me that they don't advertise things. But obviously, they couldn't advertise what happened last week because it was a brilliant surprise. Michael Hamlet, Sasha Banks is back, and she wants her title back as well. Yeah, not just Sasha Banks, but the boss. There was a glint in her eye. Um, we... We had mixed feelings, I guess, on the reality of the um, the Sasha and Bailey program last year when it was still mid flow Was that ah, oh, but like R.I.P. Sasha Banks as a heel again. It was short, and we barely had it before yet. You kind of had to do the babyface turn to to complete that story. I love that we've gotten all the way back round. I love that the babyface turn made complete sense in the context of the Bailey angle. But the heel turn always made more sense in the context of the Bianca Belair one. You felt it before WrestleMania. They never fully committed to it. They didn't have to commit to it on the night at WrestleMania. But mm. here we are now. Like a really crystal clear good guy, bad guy dynamic. Everything that was like, everything you could criticize about the first one. About, you knew Bianca Belair was a baby face, but Sasha was kind of neither one nor the other. Mm. And then everything that's been at the root of the problems between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair does not exist here. Bad guy. Good guy, dangerous contender, fighting champion, dominant champion, like physically very capable champion, but Wiley and arguably the very best challenger on the books to face her. They're good to go. Like, here I go again. I don't think there is enough time to ruin this. And I look forward to Sasha Banks coming out tonight and running her goddamn mouth, like just being the boss, making it clear what's going to happen to Bianca Belair at SummerSlam. I don't even need... The um, the running this week from Bianca, they'll do it. They'll frame it as they always do. Sasha Banks explains her actions. Yeah, we don't need the explanation, do we? But the SummerSlam match will as good as get made. Um, and Bianca Belair, if they want to have any more physicality, we can have it next week. Exactly. The only thing they they make sure that they don't do is put them back in a tag team. That's it. That's the only rule. Yeah. No, I, 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 and like, and surely last week was like that was almost like a fitting send off to it. It was yeah. like Sasha Banks battering her at the end as if to sort of draw a line under that miserable WrestleMania build. <laughs> this is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Well, let's talk about the other side of things, uh, which is, of course, the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns uh, now apparently facing John Cena at SummerSlam. We all knew it was going to get there. The route that they took, as we talked on the SmackDown review, was different. (laughs) Certainly Mm. different. We'll talk about Balor and and Corbin and all that in, in due course. But What's next for, for Reigns and Cena? Because you, you had sort of Roman Reigns brilliantly just sat there in his chair watching things unfold last week and then sending Paul Heyman out uh, to the back to say, well, yeah, we, we all know that's bollocks though, right? That's not actually official. And then we got the, no, no, it is official. His name's on there, <laughs> his name's on there. Looks like a match for SummerSlam. I'm very excited for a Roman Reigns promo talking about like, well, we all know it's a load of bollocks, but okay, I suppose I can murder John Cena at, at SummerSlam, effectively. Yeah, give me fiction, not awkward facts here. I felt they were steering far too close to the 2017 content when it came to John Cena's promo last week. This idea that um, people are bored with Roman Reigns, and yet again, like there was unspoken idea that the company have given him a character that people are going to get bored of in two years. And all. This is not the time, the place, nor the wrestler for this kind of stuff anymore. Mm. Like how much older, wiser, and tougher does Roman Reigns look aesthetically than he did when we watched those John Cena, Roman Reigns face-to-faces in 2017? He's aged about 10 years, <laughs> you know, like in all the good ways, I want to say. Not so, oh, yeah. I'm not saying he looks older. I mean, it's he's just matured as a performer in every single way. More comfortable in his own skin. Oh, 100%, yeah. Like this last 12 months has been everything that John Cena uh, couldn't talk about for real because he'd have to admit honestly that finally they have at long last found the replacement for him. <laughs> um, so uh, steer into the fiction. Last week, Roman Reigns' facials were excellent. So good. Um, him sort of being a bit cocksure when it came to Finn Balor then quietly buzzing about the prospect of Byron Corbin <laughs> and then being pretty livid about how it ended up with John Cena. Um, go down that route. Roman Reigns lies about what that face represented. John Cena pulls him on it, says, look, the cameras of the world are on you. We could like, we could see what I've seen all along is that you still don't think you can beat me. And then it kind of forces Roman Reigns as a, what, like, what were they? They said, like, playing his punk card. I suppose now it'd be playing his bitch card but Roman Reigns is going to have to respond to that he's going to have to show a bit of grit but then of course it's Roman so we know what will happen is the plan that will be hatched is probably going to be rooted in cowardice the Usos might come in and try and attack John Cena you've got a pretty tasty six man that I believe they've been running on at least one house show oh yeah Usos and Roman versus the Mysterios and Cena 
that's a half decent go home SmackDown main event, isn't it? Pop a number for that SmackDown with John Cena wrestling one match before SummerSlam. I don't see why you wouldn't mm. do that, utilize that. So yeah, get now you've got like the two SummerSlam matches there and on the slate. Work your way towards the six man, I would say. Involve the Usos in trying to physically harm Cena on Roman's behalf, which only plays more into Cena's assertions that Roman doesn't have the confidence to beat him. Mm. And he could have a bit with Cena saying, look, I know it's kind of a bit bollocks that I just came in and signed the contract. Acknowledge that because it was dodgy mm. the way it went, went down. But with John Cena's unique style of comedy, I feel like you can sell that pretty well. And yeah, I, I like the idea of Cena being like, oh, well, yeah, you, you didn't want me. You wanted anyone but me. You wanted Ballet. You wanted Corbin. You don't want me. And then I'd have Roman Reigns because it doesn't matter if you bury old Roman Reigns. We've got new Roman Reigns and he's much better than what we've had before. Have him go, John, John have you forgotten what happened when we actually had mm. that match? I, I beat you. And I was crap then. Imagine me now. I'm going to smash you up in five minutes because that's what should probably happen at SummerSlam. I was in front of you already in 2017. Yeah. Now I'm so far ahead, I can't see you. Oh. And just like... I'm not going to go there with the, the Chinese thing. You will acknowledge me. You. Will. I'm not going there. We're not going there. <laughs> I mean, it is a good line, isn't it? But it's not they're not going to allow that to happen. They can't. They absolutely cannot. We're ready for a good time, not a cancelled one. <laughs> um, right, let's talk about the IC title because Apollo Crews, I love him. Apollo mm. Crews, he's popping up on the show quite regularly in, in random sort of tags or trios matches or whatever. He's not defending it. And the, the, the illusion seems to be that they are going to be setting up some sort of, I mean, you would expect, especially at SummerSlam, you put all the titles on the line, US, IC, tag teams, etc. So I suppose the question is, you know, you've got the fact, you've got the dirty dogs teaming with, with uh, Apollo Crews. And then on the other side of the ring, you've had uh, Kingsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, Big E, all sort of, giving them a good thrashing each week. So who who should and who will be the new, new number one contender for the IC title? And is that something they need to get the ball rolling on with what? How many weeks now? Till, until, uh, three episodes of SmackDown, including this one, to go before SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried slightly. Um, I, worry is not the word because it's you know, kind of a title. Like I'm not 12 anymore. I felt to be meaningless since then. But I, I'm kind of concerned slightly that the, the simple answer will be the one they choose to take, which is, oh, we've been having these guys kind of fight each other a lot recently. There's been a fairly basic SmackDown. I was pretty critical of this on the review, wasn't I? Just because they're on television, it doesn't mean that anything's happening. There's no story. <laughs> in it. Just this rotation of matches. And all the characters are pretty serviceable, and you kind of like the baby faces and kind of hate the heels. But nobody nobody is really doing anything that, Really makes you invested or makes it you felt like a house show game. match, didn't it? Last week, I mean, it did all yeah. the right things, but it felt like a house show match. And like, wasn't it a rematch of the one that the live crowd got while we were watching Rolling Loud two weeks earlier? Oh, possibly, yeah. You know, like it's just they're really, really autopiloting this whole thing. Um, so I'm just gonna pick one because I'd rather 
find a singles feud in this fog than them just like lean on a ladder match or something at SummerSlam or like high higher six pack on the kickoff or whatever. So I'll just say Cesaro. So he had a really awesome match in a stadium in April. So why not have a really awesome match in a stadium in August and maybe put the Intercontinental title on him? The for the Cesaro fans that were feeling as if an elevation took place, mm. it did, and he lost. Like it was a pretty cool match, and it was a a nice B show main event and B show B run opponent for Roman Reigns, but that ship has probably sailed. Doesn't mean that the Intercontinental title has to have done. Maybe pick one of the like they could go with a different baby face. They could go with Nakamura. They could, Christ, they could go back to the E. Um, but I don't think anybody needs any more of those two. Um, and Big E's got the briefcase, which kind of feels a bit beyond it anyway. Mm. Um, what? Shinsuke and Nakamura get the band back together with boogs on the floor and they go against the dirty dogs, but for nothing. Uh, like, yeah, I, just, I look at it and I think, aye, why not? And then just have Cesaro fight Apollo Crews on a SummerSlam kickoff match and maybe win the title for a pop. I like that. I like Cesaro win the IC title. I'd have Cesaro win it and hold it for a year for me because well, yeah. it's Cesaro and it's not going to be difficult to line up potential opponents for him, whether heel or babyface. As just a you know a great competitive match, I don't think they're going to go in that direction. But and I know oh, we're talking about WWE. This is an AEW podcast. But look at what they've done with that TNT Championship with Miro over on Dynamite. Like that's what you need to be doing with something like the IT title, not having him go back and forth with Big E for months on end, and then I mean shenanigans his way into a six month title reign. Yeah, last and that's the point, isn't it? Last week. Weren't they big on making a point of saying Bianca Belair's held the title for 100 however many days because she defeated Sasha Banks at WrestleMania? Cruz won the drum fight at WrestleMania and won that title then as well. Those reigns don't feel comparable, do they? No. At all. Um, it, it's uh, it's I, I've said this a lot with Walter's title reign, handsome guy, um, but prestige isn't just in, an, in a number no. of days. You've got to earn it with defences or stories or the champion's journey, or however it is, whatever the title is. Um, you, numbers aren't... They're something, but they're not everything. And I, I I think it's going to be Kingsuke Nakamura purely because we can have more things with Commander Aziz and, and Rick Boogs, if I'm perfectly yeah. honest. Yeah, um, that makes sense. That, that makes more sense than my pitch of a banger. Which also is kind of justified as well in terms of the fans, because you look at that reaction that Nakamura got last week. It's like, if you're going to do something with him, do it now. Although yeah. they'll, they'll probably have him lose. They'll be like, look at that reaction. He can almost win at SummerSlam. Now, we know they're back to their old habits. They've got to wait till they're back in Japan for that. Oh, yeah, fair point. <laughs> like, have, him, have him win the title over here and then job when they finally get to travel over there again. <laughs> uh, right, let's conclude by talking about Sad Corbin, uh, uh, Baron Corbin, because... Oh, what a difference a week makes. Or what a difference 24 hours makes in our in our case. Because we were sat here last week going, you know what? They've really nailed this character. They've got such potential here. They've got lightning in a bottle. It's very rare that you get that with a character uh, similar to, to Corbin's. And then they ruined it, didn't they? They ruined it. <laughs> we talked about this on the review. Go and check it out if you want to know our thoughts on it in detail. But they haven't come out and rather have this great redemption arc or you know having you know yes he's still a heel but he's relatable he just comes out 
is a bell end to John Cena, gets an AA, and then later on gets transitioned presumably into a feud with Finn Balor after costing him the contract or the not costing him costing him the match by stopping him signing a contract seemingly and helping the guy who AA'd him at the start of the show. I mean, it's it's bonkers. Well, what's going on with him? Well, for the short term, at least, I think um, I think his financials are going to improve because he's at least going to get a pay-per-view payday. Um, I've seen conflicting reports about Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin tonight, but obviously WWE.com saw that and thought, no, 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 we're not doing that just yet. So that makes me think it's going to happen at SummerSlam. Um, Finn Balor loves it so much that he went on record this week and said, oh, I can't wait for a third NXT run. So as <laughs> two weeks before he thought, oh my God, is this what's still happening up here? Um, oh, funny one last week. I So we, I think we were clear enough about this on the review. I really hated the opening, the tone of the opening segment. And again, WWE's insistence on baby faces being arseholes rather than Kevin Owens giving him $20 to try and turn it around. Um, but the setup to the Finn Balor match was fine. Fundamentally, it was okay. You know, um, the idea that he's desperate enough. Had that Cena segment not happened, that actually would have been a lot of fun. Baron Corbin, desperate to, in any way, starts interrupting in all different things to try and just get his finger in a pie. Mm. And he's found the best pie of the lot. And it's sitting on that top table next to Roman Reigns. Like, unfortunately, it wasn't to be. And Cena Sharpie yet again got in the way. But um, we'll get this match. I think we've done a better job of fantasy booking it than WWE can possibly deliver by having the demon return and absolutely, <laughs> absolutely humble him at SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, I d- they've found a way in the short term to give him a storyline worthy of a pay-per-view match, which is this feud with Finn Balor. The brawl, the transition into the brawl now makes the Corbin character more than just, oh, let's predict what skit they're going to do to show that he's poor or you know, which babyface is going to neg him this week. It's a, there's a clear direction. He is the villain because Finn Balor didn't have the shot in writing, but he certainly had the agreement from Roman Reigns beforehand and Baron Corbin just ripped that away. So he's the villain in terms of the context of this story. Finn Balor's going to be pissed off and be looking to deck him for what happened last mm-hmm. week. Like the clear babyface version of himself in it. It's fine. It's my, I'm not going to do what I did last week and compare it to the best products ever because I'm going to take six more weeks before I forget what a stupid idiot Mark I am. I'm going to take a little break from that. Um, but yeah, so you'll, you'll pardon my tempered enthusiasm, but they're on the road to SummerSlam or something. So it's better than... It's it's probably better for the character at, at this point for Corbin than just to still be trying to figure out their... Like having like a bit of a Cameron Grimes thing and being like, what funny thing are they going to do this week? Mm. Like it's... it's you know, they've, start to develop it beyond that and figure out how you take all that into the ring. Yeah, I will say this. After the opening segment last week, I was like, well, they've killed that dead. And then with what happened with him and Bala, I was like, oh, okay. Maybe it's maybe it's still good in terms of this is a feud. He's clearly going to lose a match. He's clearly going to lose at SummerSlam. But maybe we can get something out of that. Like you say, it's a great win for, for Finn Balor to re-establish himself on the main roster. Although would have prepared him and Sami Zayn at SummerSlam. But regardless, and you can do further things with this storyline with him, as we talked about on the review, i.e. have him say, you know what? 
I don't want to, I don't want my uh, match bonus or he's ma- immediately puts his match bonus on a bet that he's going to win the match or something like that. And then he's really, really at rock bottom because like you say, he's anticipated winning. And then the, the demon thing is genius because he talked about the demon coming back with an interview with, I think like WWE Germany or something this week. Yeah. So yeah, the idea of like, you know what? I think there's a chance. I think, I think, uh, this month, I think in August, things are turning around for old Baron. And then, no. Is there not a bit of hashtag LTST here as well? I'm going to do some on-the-spot double-checking because my brain is... SummerSlam 2018, unadvertised demon defeats Baron Corbin in 95 seconds. Hey, Corbin, Corbin has failed to learn the lessons from his past, just as he has done with all of his losses recently. John Cena, the housing market, <laughs> ketchup, spilt ketchup twice Crypto in a Cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. Finn Balor can be the demon. That's Baron Corbin's gimmick. He forgets. He's growing his hair back, thinking that it won't look ridiculous. He forgets. <laughs> I tell you what, maybe it's going to be all right. It probably won't be, but maybe, just maybe. Let us know your thoughts, though, ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter. Uh, at what culture WWE, of course, on Twitter, uh, where you can find both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. And follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. And on Monday, we'll, of course, be reviewing this show for you as well. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 